1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time!
0: Oh no. Oh yeah!
2: I finished these fights.
0: Give me a hell
2: yeah! Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it! It's the best thing going today! Ooh. What's going on? Episode 1, I think it's 196. 196 of Top Rope Nation. It's the WWE Elimination Chamber 2021 post-show. My name's Ryan Drosty, the host of Top Rope Nation, joined by my two co-hosts, Kyle Ross and justin joint and joining us on the panel tonight is our longtime friend a veteran of top rope nation and also kind of our uh, social media guru over on twitter.com in recent months and that is mr kyle ryan kyle welcome back to top rope nation
0: good evening good evening
2: don't forget his middle name Kyle, Justin, Ryan. There you go. There we are. There Got to we get, are. get all the names out there, right?
1: <laughs> it's going to take some uh, real traffic control there, uh, host, on the show with, you know, two Kyles Yep. tonight.
2: Hey, we'll make it work. This is going to be a fun show. I am looking forward to it. Uh, Justin, how's it going tonight? Uh, not too bad. I Apparently, I passed out and woke back up in 2010. Yes. <laughs> we had the 2010 SmackDown roster out there in the main event, that's for sure. Uh, Kyle, you got some bourbon in the glass? How you doing?
1: I sure do, and I would like to welcome our many listeners in Germany to the No Escape post-game show. Of course, they do not call it the Elimination Chamber in that country, for obvious reasons.
2: Uh, Oh, I did not not know that. Did you just make
1: that up? No! (laughs) It's absolutely true. Yes, it's never been called Elimination Chamber. It's always been called No Escape. Over wow. there, uh, of course, that is yeah, Elimination Chamber, not as bad as when WCW hired Jeep Swenson and called him the final solution.
2: Oh boy, <laughs> this show is uh going off the rails, Kyle Ryan. Welcome back to Top <laughs> Nation, my friend. Hey,
1: I, I didn't do look at me, I didn't book it. They called <laughs> them, they called the final solution.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, if you've never listened to this show before, I hope you'll tune in again. You can find us on uh, every major podcasting platform. We're available on Podbean, uh, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher wherever podcasts are found hit that subscribe button help us out leave us a five-star rating uh, better yet leave us a written review in that written review if you leave it on apple leave us your twitter or instagram username so i can send you a free top rope nation sticker in the mail We'd greatly appreciate the reviews it helps us get the word out about top rope nation and hey if you are watching uh, along with us tonight right here live on youtube.com please be sure to subscribe to the channel While you're here, we're trying to get those subscriber numbers up so we can uh, take advantage of YouTube a little bit more. So hit subscribe. You'll see a little animation pop up on the video stream. And uh, in the description of the video, all the details are there where you can find the podcast, our merch, Patreon page, and everything else. So we would appreciate your support. Thanks for joining us tonight. So, fellas, as we talk about Elimination Chamber, we're going to get to kind of the headline news right off the bat here in just a minute. But before we do, we got to start out doing what we always do, and that is grading the show, A through F. What do you give Elimination Chamber 2021? Kyle Ross, I'll start with you. What do you give the show?
1: (laughs) Why are y'all laughing?
2: (laughs) I'm expecting a a very negative
1: answer. I'm not going to do what y'all think I'm going to do. A C, I guess. This was a very average show. I mean, I I don't think – you can call it horrible, but, I mean, from start to finish, I had a real lack of emotional investment in this program. I will say, uh, you know, one of the shorter pay-per-view offerings in recent memory. I think it was over in pretty much a crisp two-and-a-half hours, so I'll appreciate that.
2: Hey, we appreciate that on these uh, post-shows. Yeah, (laughs) It's easier.
1: Yeah, I would say that the closing angle – I guess bumped it from a C minus to a C, but I mean, yeah, was, I was not entertained really.
2: So if you guys are in our chat room, by the way, go ahead and give us a grade. Uh, we'll read that on the air as well. Um, and good friend, Aaron Graham in the chat gives it a B. He says for having low expectations, thought it did better than expected. Like the edge spot, interesting, cutting the Oscar match with so much time left. Agreed. I thought we were going to get a surprise challenger. Maybe a Rhea Ripley would have been uh, pretty entertaining. I thought that's what I was hoping for. Instead, they cut the match. Ryan Huffman in the chat gives it a B minus. Justin Joint, what do you give tonight's show from the World Wrestling Federation?
3: Uh, I would have just given it a C, but since it only went two and a half, I'll give it a C plus. Uh, right. There's just... There just wasn't a lot there for me. I kind of like Kyle uh, Ross. I found it uh, kind of boring. And frankly, there's really nothing I'm going to want to go back and revisit
2: down the road.
0: All right, Kyle, Ryan, what do you got? Uh, I came in at a B minus. I thought the highs were high, but the lows were definitely low. And that dragged it down for me.
2: Mm -hmm. I'll give it a C plus. I thought there was some entertaining points throughout. Um, obviously, the the main event segment's gonna gonna make some headlines. So it was, uh, you know, it was definitely newsworthy for sure. Uh, and hey, there's something to be said for that because this kind of felt like a stopgap pay per view going in. But I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of what they did at the end. So that's why I'll give it a C plus. I was debating a B minus. Oh. Not a huge fan of it. But there's maybe ways they could recover from what happened. So we'll get into all of that here.
1: I, I want to say something. Going in, I think we all were under the impression this was the final WWE Network pay-per-view. Yes. If I saw correctly on the show, you could still watch it on the network uh, Fastlane next month. Well,
2: it's still going to be on the network. It's just going to be throughout on the Peacock app, but it's still be the WWE Network.
1: Okay. I I don't know. Maybe God help me how I try to watch that show. But um, (laughs) I don't know. John Pollock, he tweeted something that made it just seem like I have to do nothing.
2: Oh, also, like the old app will still be up because, yeah, that's yeah. kind of when they're where they're going to be migrating, still, I think. But it, it at least when they announced a Peacock deal, it was going to air through the network within the Peacock app. So I don't know, maybe it'll be on both. I, I don't know, maybe the old app will still be working, not quite sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we got Fastlane and then we got WrestleMania. So, I, uh, we are by the way. As of right now the plan is for us to do two Wrestlemania post shows on consecutive nights. So if you want to block out Saturday and Sunday night in April to spend with Top Rope Nation, there you go. We're going to be live both nights at least as of right now. Um so the the headline obviously is the Miz cashing in and becoming the new WWE champion, um you know, following Drew McIntyre defeating AJ Styles as the last uh, the last two entrants in the Elimination Chamber. This was slotted in the main event position. I thought the finish to that match was awesome. I thought mm-hmm. you know, the Claymore coming off of the, the springboard from AJ was pretty cool. Everyone was kind of watching for a possible cash-in, and then you had Bobby Lashley come out, just beat the hell out of Drew McIntyre, so it looks like we're going to a program maybe bef- between those two, although... Um, I think Lashley was kind of like a hired gun, right? There was something that aired backstage between uh, MVP earlier in the show. Yep. So there's there's several different ways that they could go from what we saw tonight into Mania season. You know, maybe Drew gets him back in the title picture and wins the title in front of fans this time at WrestleMania. Maybe he does something entirely different. But uh, Mr. Ross, what did you make of the Miz closing out the show as the new champion?
1: Well, I. Texted Kyle Ryan as the Elimination Chamber match was going on saying, this has got to be the briefcase tonight, right? And my rationale was WWE always does something unexpected um, or they telegraph when they're going to do something unexpected, uh, usually with a very boring match. (laughs) And Lord knows that Raw Chamber uh, was pretty boring. And I was just, you know, kind of at one point when rumors were flying on Twitter and everyone had made up their mind, we were getting a briefcase cash in of some sort tonight I just kind of was waiting for that uh was not surprised at all when it went down I have some ideas we can get into this a little bit later where they're going with it um so yeah so
2: are you fine with the Miz being the champion
1: it's going to be short term That's Mm -hmm. um and this is my theme for the entire show I don't actually care it's uh, (laughs) um it's that's bad. It's, yeah, it's not even worth me getting upset about, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to go into this take right now. Fuck it. Okay? <laughs> there. If you dig deep in, into this promotion, and this show really, I thought, hit the nail on the head, there's an underlying issue with this promotion. And the vast majority of the performers are so interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had swapped Cesaro and Brian's roles early in the night on the show, is anything any different? No. They basically just serve the same exact role. It's just basically, eh, hey, we'll pick one of the two. Um, if Ali had gotten Morrison's spot for the U.S. title match, anything different? And Miz happened to hold the briefcase, so you had to do it with him, but... Honestly, they could have done what they're doing with anybody, Um, to be honest. I I, I think he's going to lose it back by Fastlane, so it's not even worth getting upset about, to be honest. Do
2: you think he's going to lose it back to Drew or somebody else?
1: I think he's going to lose back to Drew. I think, all right, this serves a lot of masters within WWE. Um, I still think they're doing the Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest bad bunny match right mm-hmm. i mean they've teased bad bunny and miz enough I, I don't i'd be surprised if they went in a different direction so if miz was like a former champion i guess it gives that match in their mind a little more specialness uh, you could have bad bunny like factor even into the title change when drew gets it back if you wanted to i'm not advocating for this i'm just saying that i think this is kind of what's going to happen yeah and then drew will get the title by no later than fast lane and then he'll go on to defend against Lashley at WrestleMania.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, could see that. Uh Justin, did you like the close to the show?
3: No, and you know I I couldn't quite put my finger on why. Uh, but I think Kyle kind of some it's like I I just don't care. Uh <laughs> I like the Miz, but I not as the champion. Um, maybe it'd be more significant to me if. You know, Drew hadn't have already lost the title for, uh, you know, what was it, a few weeks to Randy Orton. Maybe Mm -hmm. it'd mean a bit more. But, uh, yeah, it's just not interesting to me. So you're saying, what's
2: the point? If he's going to lose it right back, who
3: cares? Well, well, the
1: point is they have a briefcase and they want to get that gimmick over. But, uh, you know, we've been saying this on this podcast. Kyle Ryan, you've been a loyal listener. You know this. We'll bring you in. This briefcase gimmick is an albatross.
0: I mean, Absolutely. if it's not on the right guy, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we'd have a bigger issue if he didn't cash in tonight, because then what's the point? Yeah
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there was no cash in on this show, whoo! good luck selling people on firing this one up on the old award-winning <laughs> WWE Network. It would be a really pointless show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they probably would have done something different. If they had done the cash, in. they probably would have done the fiend returning, though, is my guess. You know, yeah. like... Given that they, you know, I saw some people that were surprised, even I was surprised when Orton just went out first like nothing. Uh, that even kind of telegraphed a briefcase further, I thought, because it's like, all right, well, they're not, it's like they've got to do something mm-hmm. in this. So, um, and that something was the miss.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they didn't want to do it, they could have had Miz laid out backstage by Bad Bunny or Damian Priest or something to have a an out for him not cashing in. But you're right. If he doesn't cash in after an Elimination Chamber match, you know, what's the
1: point? When are well, you ever going to do it? I'll be blunt. When they returned the briefcase to him after TLC, I was like rolling my eyes. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we were kind of just done with the briefcase and we moved on, you know. Ryan, I don't know if you saw the tweet. I know you are you were big on this when they pushed Nakamura out of the blue for that two-week period. The Miz has not won a singles match on television since October, according to the Twitter.com app.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, just completely out of nowhere. I Again, I didn't really like it. There's ways out of it, I guess, You know, to, okay. I, to get it time, back to Drew.
1: Timeout. 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 This has just crossed my desk. Okay? <laughs> it gets worse. So uh, I'm going to give the credit to the tweet because, see, I always give credit where it's deserved. (laughs) Adam Lash tweeted this. Voices of Wrestling retweeted it is how I'm seeing it at the top of my timeline right now. You ready for this doozy? Between January 1st, 2020 and today, which is February 21st, 2001, The Miz has won three singles matches (laughs) January 10th of 2020 against Kofi Kingston, the October 25th match I referenced was Otis, and the third, that's when he took the briefcase, and the third was Drew McIntyre tonight. Those are his three pinfall victories on television uh, in 13 months.
2: In this decade, yes. Wow. Wow.
1: Yes, wow. in a decade. Yes, you you, you could make a case. That, it... <laughs>
2: that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in your new WWE champion, does it? But
1: again, it's just such a short-term thing. I think they're just, in their mind, this is excitement. Oh, we have a new champion. Oh, the briefcase. Oh, Bad Bunny. Oh, Bobby Lashley. But none of it really means anything. You're going to look back on it in six months and just laugh like, oh yeah, that happened.
3: Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like, this works for a heel and it can work to make somebody, but we've already seen the Miz do this before, you know, like that's where my reference for 2010 came from, Mm -hmm. you know, he did this 11 years ago. Well,
1: and really, again, there's only so many things you can do with the briefcase. And it's why I've been saying, you know, to go back to this point, I'm kind of tired of it. Like we get it. Heels can sneak in after matches and cash in, but when like you're on the seventh heel, that's done it. It's just not that interesting. Like when Edge did it 15 years ago, ironically, after an elimination shame match, I remember my mind was blown. I was like, holy crap, what a creative way to get the title on a heel. In 2021, it's not that creative, man. It's repetitive uh, and quite frankly, not interesting.
2: Yeah. Let me bring Kyle Ryan in on this because we did a podcast. I think you were listening at the time almost three years ago where it was. we, We made the argument then that the money in the bank gimmick was played out what do you think kyle ryan is is the is the gimmick played out do you do you think there's still some value to it and where are you at with this as a fan
0: i think it depends who's holding the briefcase and whether or not they make it um you know the Miz is it's 2021 and the Miz is the wwe champion who thought we were going to be saying that Mm -hmm. um but i think this particular cash in if he didn't cash in there would have been a problem you know, you have your champion beaten, battered, just got the hell kicked out of him, and you got a briefcase. If you're not using it, what's the point of having it? So yeah. I think, you know, if, when you put yourself into a situation like that, you're backed into a corner where, you know, if, if he doesn't cash in, then we kind of drop the ball in the briefcase. So the fact that that's an issue I think speaks for the briefcase's issue in itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. I think they were really struggling, and you'd heard some reports in the last couple weeks and months, what are we doing with this briefcase? And – they came up with this i i do not think you know based on what we just read about the mrs one loss record this decade <laughs> as ryan Drosty uh so astutely pointed out that this was a long-term uh plan at all yeah which is the option or the problem i should say no investment in long-term booking you gotta invest in that that's how you turn the promotion around creatively
2: let us know in the chat where you guys are at um few people watching live right now. What do you think about Money in the Bank? Has it played out? Does it have value still? I mean, I would argue, was Rollins the last great cash in for Money in the Bank? Uh, and then I, I think the Alexa Bliss one was pretty good on the women's side, but uh, it's hard to think of any good examples in the last. Like Rollins was what, like six years
1: ago? Yeah, six 2015. Years ago. Six yeah. years ago. So, I mean, it's. Oh, go ahead, Justin.
3: I was just going to say, I didn't mind Dean Ambrose's cashing in on Rollins after the. Rollins and Reigns match because that was True. the same that was the same night so he wasn't carrying it for you know yeah. six months dragging yeah. everything out
1: was that the first time they did that no uh, Kane oh my god you remember that beauty right (laughs) okay you talk about you know god bless the wwe because you know here we are bitching about the biz being wwe champion in 2021 but who could forget about the halcyon days of kane being wwe champion (laughs) in 2010 yes that was absolute 189% 189% grade A cow dung.
2: <laughs> and yes, that is steam you see coming out of Kyle's ears right now as he thinks back to that legendary night.
1: <laughs> Remember uh, the Kane Edge feud of <laughs> 2010? That was one of these worst world title programs <laughs> in the history of this business.
2: <laughs> in the chat, uh by Dan the way, Edge says, is
1: challenging for title this year at WrestleMania. <laughs>
2: Uh, Dan Dan says in the chat, last time the briefcase was interesting and his opinion was Rob Van Dam in 2006. Go back 15 years.
1: And guess what? I'm glad that Dan said that because it makes a good point. How many baby faces have done that since where it's like, hey, this is when I want to make my spot. You know, it's like a cool baby face thing. It was great. Mm-hmm. I think when we did our Mount Rushmore, that made all of ours. I know it made mine.
2: Yeah.
3: And you yeah. know, and the great thing about doing it that way is you give it to an up-and-coming babyface. They don't even have to actually win the match. It just right. has to be competitive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and people look forward to it. I mean, now, yeah, I, I don't know. This, it, It's just, like I said, I don't think this is even worth getting upset about because we're going to all be at the same place. Uh, you know, we thought we'd become mania time. I think one of the interesting facets that we should explore, and Kyle Ryan, I know this is something you were advocating Uh, on your Twitter feed for a while, not just tonight, is Bobby Lashley is going to probably challenge for the uh, title at Mania.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Um, I was, I know we're jumping ahead, but uh, I was very happy to see Bobby Lashley drop the United States title tonight, Um, and I think they executed that perfectly. Um, But Bobby Lashley is a main eventer. It's written all over him. I mean, look at the guy. Uh, He belongs in the main event scene 100%. And I think now we're moving in a direction that that's going to be his future.
2: Yeah, when he when he dropped the U.S. title, that was the that was the the tell to me that something was coming with Drew. Yeah.
1: Um, I have a I, I agree. The way he's been booked over I don't know how long does this go back now. Basically, the entire U.S. title run um, has been great. I have a question though. Why was he not booked like this? from the moment he returned to the promotion in 2017. <laughs> it's not like this is a novel idea, how to book Bobby Lashley. It's not like when you see Bobby Lashley, you're like, you know what we should do with this guy? Have him be a singing and dancing baby face. Yeah. Like, it's pretty simple what you book with Bobby Lashley. And the fact that it takes them a couple years to figure out the obvious way to push these guys is so infuriating to me.
3: They did the exact same thing with Drew McIntyre. They they dragged their feet on him, too. Mm-hmm.
1: For a little bit. Yeah, there was that um, period. By the way, Justin, I think at least once every other week about how you say the uh, McIntyre and Corbin's roles should have been reversed at WrestleMania 35. You're so right.
2: I know I am, Kyle. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
2: I know I am. This is why we have him on staff. <laughs> Great takes from Justin Joint.
1: <laughs> uh, I thought the U.S. title match, by the way, was match of the night tonight
2: yes yeah so let's get into the card so on the pre-show so keith lee could not compete in that match so they Mm. had a fatal four-way match on the pre-show to determine uh keith lee's replacement a seven minute match won by john morrison over elias mustafa ali and ricochet all right so we got morrison inserted to that match now uh now that match would go on third the main card was six matches long um they opened with the smackdown uh, the Universal Champion, the, the Elimination Chamber match to determine a challenger for the Universal Championship <laughs> to Roman Reigns immediately after the Elimination Chamber.
1: Although it was not clear that that match it wasn't. was not right after. OK.
2: And I thought they'd do it at the end of the show and build it up, you know, but nope, they did it right away. So well, Dan- we know now why. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Corbin. Sami Zayn and Cesaro, who just in joint was pulling so hard for, but it didn't happen. We had Daniel Bryan win. Um, I'll tell you guys, I liked this match quite a bit. I thought it, you know, I thought they told some good little stories throughout. It still had the problems that you always have in these multi-man matches in WWE where there's one big spot happening and everyone else is just laying around. I mean, it had all of that, of course. It wasn't like the old war games matches where all kinds of shit's happening. Nope. One big spot at a time. But, you know, Owens had a lot of hype in this match. And I thought what they did with Jay Uso, like slamming the cage door on his shoulder and him getting eliminated shortly after, was a nice touch. Because it, it to me, it kept Kevin Owens strong. Uh, but they had to get rid of him. I didn't want to see Kevin Owens lose again to Roman Reigns. So they did do something to get rid of him and keep him looking good. I thought that that uh, did so. And then Daniel Bryan, you know, working or selling, I should say the leg throughout that knee injury. And yet he was still able to win the match in the end. Um, there was that brief little moment where it looked like he had Reigns, you know, he had him in the yes lock. Is he going to get him to submit right right off the bat when they started that match? That was cool. Uh, of course reigns retained. I don't think we would get anything different, but for what it was, I actually really enjoyed the opening to this pay-per-view. Um, And I've talked to the other two of you about this a little bit over tech. So before I throw it to you, let's go to Kyle Ryan. What did you think of the opening to the show?
0: I actually think this was my favorite match of the night. Uh, Just the quality alone was excellent. Um, We started off with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, which is a great way to start any match, let alone an Elimination Chamber match. Um, But uh, I definitely enjoyed the, uh, the Kevin Owens spot with Jey Uso. I think that was something we hadn't really seen. Mm -hmm. uh it definitely was creative because i did not want to see kevin owens lose again i take how many times are we going to see the same match with that yeah so uh, i personally was pulling for cesaro i think him and roman could have had a quick great match it would have been quick but it would have been nice um but overall that was leaps and bounds better than the raw elimination chamber match but i thought that was a really good match so
2: Justin so if because you were like I said you were pulling hard for Cesaro and they, he seemed to have been getting some renewed focus on television of late if they had Cesaro win only to just lose right away to Roman Reigns would you have wanted to see that
3: that's exactly what I wanted to see um in fact I'd have to push back on uh, a couple things you guys have said Kyle Ross mentioned earlier that would there be any difference if you substituted Cesaro for Brian uh Probably nothing super significant because they don't long term book, but I think it would have meant a lot more to Cesaro than uh what it's gonna to mean to Daniel Bryan. You know, it, as soon as that squash happened, I was like, okay, well, this is setting up a Reigns Bryan Mania match, because otherwise, what was the point of the last 45 minutes? And then Edge rushes in and ends that right away. Whereas, you know, if you give that spot to Cesaro. That makes him look like a much bigger deal. Um, and I would say the same for like you guys said, you didn't want to see Kevin Owens lose to Reigns again. Well, if it's after he's been in a, an elimination match and you have him, you know, put up a great fight, that's actually kind of a nice way to put a pin on that feud. Because um, it's not like he lost in a straight up match, as you know, uh, it was Reigns being a bit of a heel. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just all a big bummer i didn't think cesaro was going to win going in or should have won um but i think that would have been a much and uh, more much more interesting use than daniel Bryan, because i mean what are they doing with him what did he get out of that whereas owens cesaro could have i think gotten a lot more I,
1: you do make a point you know countering what i said earlier about there being no difference with brian or cesaro in that cesaro's never won real i mean other than the andre battle royal at mania 30 he has like no big wins on his wwe resume and i guess they be like oh well he won a chamber match i mean i guess it's something but look all the stuff you guys are talking about i'm just you kind of like you know checking them with my notes and it just boils down to this for this entire scenario to work what they did have a baby face within the chamber and then immediately lose to roman there's got to be some emotional investment and i'm sorry i had not in this entire scenario. I did not give a fuck <laughs> on this whole uh, first hour of the show. I don't think this did anything for anyone. I don't even think it worked as a vehicle to get Roman more over as a heel. Like you have to have some belief that the baby face is going to win for you to be upset at the heel winning like that. And nobody had any belief that the baby face was going in here. If this entire hour did not take place. The WWE is not a different place. They could have just done like, you know, Roman beating Daniel Bryan or Cesaro in a SmackDown main event, Edge coming out, Spearum point to the sign, and there you go. Like, the only reason this scenario existed is because it's February and we have to have an Illumination Chamber patch from both brands. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't even think the match itself was particularly interesting. It, um, it was the usual WWE trope of, one guy dominates the action, and then that telegraphs he's getting eliminated very soon. That's another problem with these chamber matches. I'm not a big fan of the Elimination Chamber. Mark it down in the Top Rope Nation backlog. <laughs> um, there was this bizarre eight-minute interval. John Pollock noted it was eight minutes. I did not have my stopwatch out personally, but I uh, noted his tweet. Eight-minute interval between Zane and Owens. Why? It, it, it seemed like it was going for a while. I'm like, man, are they going to fucking let everyone else in this match? <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I'll be honest. I mean, it was better than Raw, but, you know, yeah. I think, Justin, you coined the term a phone match. Both Elimination Chamber matches tonight, I was looking at my phone a lot looking for funny tweets on the <laughs> timeline. Uh, I just was not emotionally invested in either of these things. Sorry, not sorry. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I guess I was a little bit more so just hoping for a bit of that Cesaro push uh, or maybe seeing Owens, you know, go a little bit farther. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, I didn't grab my phone that often. Uh, but, I, you know, on the bright side, I've pretty much locked up Mania fantasy draft.
1: Yeah, that is true. But we talked about that last time that you were in a pretty good position. And yes, I believe Justin Joint has won the WrestleMania fantasy draft.
2: Would uh, would love to know where the viewers think about what we're talking about here. Which side of this you're on? Uh, looks like Ross and Joint are on one side and Ryan and Drosty <laughs> are on the other
3: hey, side. Hey, 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 Ryan,
2: I, I got. Oh, well, no, hold on, hold I- on. Ryan, will you make a
3: like a big top rope nation banner that I can point at in my living room?
2: If you point to your, like, right, right now, there there is a Top Rope Nation logo on the stream right in the middle. So there it is. Yeah. Oh, perfect. There it is.
1: Hey, you you know what we should do in uh, homage to WWE? Ryan and Justin, you guys should fight right now, and then me and Kyle Ryan will just lay there and watch you. (laughs) 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 You know, in our Facebook thread, I watched a couple uh, chamber matches that were actually – Good to great earlier today, the 2017 one won by Bray and the 2019 one, which set off Kofi Mania. And and I noted, kind of, Ryan, you talked about it earlier, the whole laying around while only there's one thing going on. Mm -hmm. Whoever decided that, it's a modern thing, primarily within WWE. Other promotions do it, but it's primarily within WWE. I want to yell at that person, like (laughs) a lot, because go back and watch a match like the Final Four a February match, ironically enough, right? Mm -hmm. Motherfucker, Austin, Vader, Undertaker, were not resting and letting the other two do it while they just like laid there like drooling on themselves. It was four guys fighting the whole time. That's the way these multi-person matches should be. Whoever in WWE decided that its audience can only watch two people wrestle at once needs to be beaten, maybe (laughs) hard and feathered, and possibly drawn and quartered.
2: (sighs) I am. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of illumination chamber matches either. I I would be hard pressed to think of more than a couple of them that I've liked over the years. I just I thought for what it was, maybe my expectations were low. It was pretty good. Um, I I totally get where Justin's at with Cesaro. I like Cesaro a lot too. I just for for me, if he would have won, and then just lost, I would have felt like he didn't get anything out of it either. So I mean, what did Daniel Bryan get out of it? Nothing really either. I guess Daniel Bryan hasn't been booked too great on television away. He's is, mostly been putting over guys. So I guess it establishes who, who's he been a little bit.
3: Who's he been putting over too?
2: Yeah, exactly. Cesaro, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean if you watch the TV.
2: 50-50 booking, right? You know, There's your WWE.
1: Yeah. If you watch the TV, and and you know, I I I I did not think that Cesaro promo talking smack was like, you know, this era's pipe bomb. I didn't think it was like anything to write home about. But you know, they clearly were building up Cesaro. And you know, I I just don't know why WWE. That's another thing. You, you don't build up a babyface to pump fake on it. That's just shitty booking. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't really matter because no one was beating Roman Reigns anyway. Um, we kicked around ideas. Maybe Miz loses the title back to Drew at Fastlane over on Raw. What's Roman doing at Fastlane on SmackDown? Because the WrestleMania match is set. I mean, is he just going to work Brian and they're going to give some curse? Tees. Oh, it could be Brian and Edge at WrestleMania. I,
3: I can't remember. I almost want to say it might have been Ryan or Kyle or Ryan here uh, on the on our Twitter account, or maybe I saw it somewhere else. I think it's got to be Roman and Jay versus uh, Edge and Christian.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. I've seen that talked about too. I might and, have been on Twitter. It, can't remember. And
3: plus, I, I think, you know, this being the first uh, quote unquote pay per view on Peacock. I think you got to do a a big almost WrestleMania esque pay per view here. You got to put some big matches on there.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I I thought that like you know this pay per view being kind of so forgettable. I don't want to say I'm willing to forgive that because I just I don't know (laughs) why what the point of doing a forgettable show is. But you're right. This year is weird with them going on Peacock the next time. Fastlane does need to be something special. You would think, of course, watching a month's time when we're like, wow, that show was nothing.
2: Let me uh, throw this out here. So you guys are talking about the Facebook group, by the way, if you're on YouTube, scroll down to the description. There's a link to our Facebook uh, pro wrestling discussion group. Great group to talk pro wrestling with us and a lot of other people join the group. Would love to have you. Uh, but in that group, Kyle Ryan has been doing kind of like a Pickham league, which has been a lot of fun. And Aaron mentioned in the chat, can we give Kyle Ryan the props he deserves for putting together the pick for these pay-per-views? Thank you, Mr. Thank Ryan you, for that. Yes. Thank you absolutely so all right so we had that opening match um right after that as mentioned roman reigns beat daniel bryan in a minute and 32 seconds and then we went to the u.s title match which um was it justin or kyle kyle ross mentioned that as maybe their favorite match of the show the triple threat for the u.s title which riddle aka matt riddle won the (laughs) united states title eight minutes and 40 seconds brief match but High, pay, you know, very fast paced, pretty good match. Uh, what do you want to say about this, Mr. Ross?
1: Coming off that chamber slog where it was just like watching paint dry at time, I think working a quick, uh, sub 10 minute match and doing a touch it was a, a wise decision. Um, and I, normally I think not pitting the champion is super lame, Charlotte, but <laughs> um, it works here, I guess, with what they're doing. with uh, Lashley, yeah. So, um, you know, would you like to have seen Riddle booked a little bit better in the weeks coming up to this, like you know, a strong baby face and you know, because I in this win me a little bit more. Maybe uh, I don't know what they do with him. I think he's just going to be a secondary champion, and they just gave it to him. What the hell? Because they wanted to get it off Lashley, and he's the best option. So, okay, I guess. And then, like I said, Morrison was just in here to do a job. Um, I thought he was by far the most boring. Well, maybe Elias would have been a more boring option to win the four-way. but uh, yeah, I, I he, him and, both Riddle and Morrison worked their tails off here, and Lashley was booked absolutely the way Bobby Lashley needs to be booked, like an ass kicker, and mofo's. Uh, everyone was booked uh, well here, I guess. So yeah, like I said, I, this was my match of the night. I'd give it three, three and a quarter stars.
2: What do you guys make of that uh, evil Knievel gear for? Matthew Riddle. I thought it was pretty sweet. Yeah, Evil Knievel's kind of a dick. So, yeah. I wasn't, <laughs> I was not but it's very an pro. iconic look, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean I the there's a lot of cool. bad iconic looks. <laughs> I thought the jacket was cool. I thought it was a nice Isn't touch.
1: Vince McMahon a big Evil Knievel fan? No idea. Okay. I don't no, know. Not I surprised
2: it. me. <laughs> We're not surprised me either yeah.
1: Evil Knievel.
2: <laughs> get that guy, you know, get him in the World Wrestling Federation. So, my, my only
3: really big thought. Thoughts on the U.S. title match is a seven-minute match and uh, Riddle still worked up a great sweat. You love to see it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What a sweater. Yes. (laughs) Um, The women's tag title match, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending and defeating, as you would expect, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, this match, to be honest with you, I didn't see a lot of this match. Cause this is right when I was jumping on with Matt men, I did an appearance on their watch along. And so I was getting the, get my microphone and everything situated. And I missed a lot of this match. So I'm going to defer to you all on the tag title match. Looks like it went nine minutes and 35 seconds. Um,
0: Kyle Ryan,
2: what did you think of this one?
0: Uh, I think we went from a perfectly booked match in the U S title to a dumpster fire of a match in the women's tag division. Uh, I just, I think I hated everything about this match. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the finish of Sasha Banks getting tricked and pinned in the end is that's your women's champion. You're, yeah. you're making your women's champion look like a bonehead. You know, I understand that, um, you know, in a perfect world, Bianca Belair is going to challenge Sasha Banks for that title at WrestleMania. So you're not going to do much for this women's tag team. But. You're not going to put the titles on them, but Nia and Shayna are the heels here. Let them do some some heel antics and get the win. Don't make your women's champion look bad. Mm-hmm. So I just think everything about that match was wrong.
1: Yeah, the finish didn't do anybody any favors. And if Reginald is in fact cahoots with Sasha Banks, like a lot of people were theorizing, then that finish makes like no sense. Really. I mean, um, I actually did buy that there would be the possibility of a title change here because, you know, going back years, WWE always loves the, uh, you know, potential feuding people to somehow be tag team champions. Didn't like John Cena and Shawn Michaels going into that WrestleMania, weren't they the tag champions? I think actually for the match, they were the tag team champions. If memory serves me correct. So, um, you know, I know that was a while ago, but I'm sure they've done it uh, at least once or twice since. Um, I, you know... They had teased the match on NXT against Dakota uh, Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, so it would uh, you know it, it, from that perspective, I was like, yeah, it's shitty to tease a match and then switch the champions. So I don't know, it, it was okay at first, but yeah, that finish sucked.
2: What do you think of that NXT team? We haven't really talked a lot of NXT lately, but Mr. Ross, Raquel Gonzalez, and what do you think? Is that a good challenging team? May- would you bring them up to the main roster, or would you have this happening down in NXT?
1: Um, I guess, you know, NXT needs quote unquote big matches for its TV show. So it's probably better just to happen down there. If you do it on a raw spec on it's lost in the shuffle and it won't come across as big at all. You know, on NXT TV, you can make it your main event. Yeah, if you want. Um, you know, we were joking about this. You know, I we had a very spirited discussion about NXT takeover on the Facebook page as I uh, let some of my thoughts out, and
2: <laughs> Mister Ryan's laughing. You called. Yeah. It, you're like, come respond to this, Kyle Ryan, or something
1: yeah, t- like that. T- I said TLDR, react to me, Kyle Ryan. The old, the old Jim, the old Jim Um, <laughs> but you know, it's weird that they're a babyface team all of a sudden, despite not really. Doing anything to be babyfaces, they just started working as babyfaces uh, in that takeover match against mm-hmm. Shotzi Blackheart, and Baboota. I was, it was like, I was like, wait a minute, why, why are they doing like build a hot tag to Raquel? I, they're heels. Well, what's going? I, I was so perplexed for the first ten minutes watching that match. Uh, but it's pretty clear that it, at least for that feud, they're they're a babyface team. I don't know what really to make of that.
2: Yeah. So, Justin, any, any thoughts on this? I saw you doing the fingers crossed for Sasha and Bianca. Are you looking forward to that one?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. I bought my girls a Bianca Belair figure last night after a couple of beers. So looking forward to giving that to them later. They Ah, love Bianca Belair.
1: Yes, the old American tradition of drunken figure buying.
2: Heck, yeah, man. (laughs) That is my specialty. (laughs) Oh, I told that story on that then tonight. Mm. Well, I mean, hey, that's that's what that's the show. I was it was an abbreviated show. We already talked about the main event, the Elimination Chamber for the uh, WWE Championship. That went on right after the women's oh tag title match. So, uh, any closing thoughts? Or anything else you guys want to get out there?
1: Wow, is tonight the greatest night in the history of our sport? <laughs>
2: this is a fast show. <laughs> uh, I I really
3: enjoyed a small thing the the guys in the pods being mic You had uh, Kofi complimenting Randy's quads, and then. It, <laughs> AJ saying as Randy was approaching him in the pod, "Uh-oh, scary guy coming this way." <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, yeah, that made me remember. You know what was up with AJ Styles? You know, getting out of his pod early and just going in the match.
3: Yeah, that was
2: but, weird. I didn't like
1: that. Did, did we just presume he was next? I mean, what's the stopping? I thought that was terrible. I
2: was a little nervous when he said, "What was up with AJ Styles?" That could have gone a number of directions <laughs> with the uh, yes. we wanted to talk about there, but. Yes. Here's what I want to know.
1: What's up with AJ Styles laughing at Kid Rock's jokes at the WWE Hall of Fame?
3: (laughs) Oh, I think we know why. Yes. Yes. Uh, So Randy Orton has like a a passage tattooed on the back of his arm, on his tricep. What what do you think that passage is? Do you think it's just the lyrics to
2: voices? (laughs) (laughs) It should be if it's not. (laughs) Oh, that would be great.
1: Thou shall never shit in a handbag.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh God. Well, (laughs) on that note, I was going to let the listeners in on what we've got planned in the coming (laughs) weeks for the podcast. We will not be doing a podcast on that particular topic, um, but we will be doing uh, an upcoming edition of Top Rope Nation Classics again. I do want to plug this. If you guys haven't heard it yet, uh, we did record... Last week, a new edition of our Patreon bonus show, Top Rope Nation Classics. It was on the February 1988 edition of WWF's The Main Event featuring Hogan and Andre. Almost two-hour deep dive on that. I had a ton of fun mixing it. You can hear a 20-minute preview of that show on our regular podcast feed. Kind of get a taste of what our classic shows are like. If you want to hear the whole show and the 20-plus bonus podcasts that are in the archives... Sign up for the Patreon page. It's the best way to support the show. There is a link here in the YouTube description as well as in the podcast description. Love to have your support. Uh, We got a lot of stuff coming here for WrestleMania season. There's stuff in the archives you get access to. Just check out all the details. It's patreon.com slash top rope nation. I know these guys enjoy doing that show.
3: Hey, that, that main event show, get the bleep button ready. That fucking ruled. It was that great. was fun. That
1: was so good. I, I, I was shaking, actually, after we were it was done. So good. Couldn't go to bed. I was like, my like, God, was this the finest bit of audio ever recorded? And he was like, I don't know. It was that good. I, I really I would put it up with the very best shows we've ever done. Uh, I not would, too.
2: I'm not just trying to show people on this. I mean, it was it. a great show. Again, if you hear the 20 minute preview on our podcasting feeds, it'll give you a taste of what, of what the full two hours is like. And you're probably going to want to hear it. Um, you can get access to that show for five bucks a month. All that money goes towards uh, improving our show. In fact, I got a new lighting structure for my webcam this week that came out of the Patreon money. Uh, We've upgraded our mics over the years. It helps us advertise the shows. It's the best thing you can do to help us out in reaching new viewers. Like I said, you get Top Rope Nation classics, um, some past uh, editions of Top Rope Nation Extra. I think there's around 25 bonus podcasts in the archives. Plus, every week uh, when we stream the flagship show, uh, that goes out exclusively to patrons. We do post all the shows on YouTube for everyone. But if you want the live feed every single week, it's a Patreon exclusive. These uh, pay-per-view post shows we send out to everyone. But the weekly podcast, uh, usually on Thursday nights, that, that's Patreon exclusive. we got a Top Rope Nation book club starting up here next weekend. We have monthly Zoom hangouts with our patrons, which are a lot of fun. We got one coming up next weekend as well. So uh, you'll get all the details at Patreon.com slash nation. And you know, looking at the schedule, we've got uh, AEW Revolution coming up on March 7th. We've got a, another draft show, actually probably two draft shows coming up in March. We haven't done one of those in a long time. Check out the ones we did in the archives over Ric Flair, The Undertaker. Those are a lot of fun. we got two, I think, pretty good subjects coming up for WrestleMania season. Um, for that, we've got our 200th episode coming up on march 19th we're going to be doing an ultimate mailbag segment on that show so if you want to start getting in your questions it can be about absolutely anything love for that to be a wild and crazy show for episode 200 set in your questions to topropenation at gmail.com and in the coming weeks i'll be revealing a phone number you can call in to leave us a voicemail i want to play all of those On the 200th episode of the show, just you know, congratulating us on reaching the milestone, and what do you like about the show, or maybe what you don't like, whatever. Leave us a message. We'll be we'll be revealing that number on our social media and on future editions of the podcast for sure. So with that, I don't have a whole lot else to say tonight, fellas, unless you guys do.
1: Uh, you know, I was watching Wrestling Challenge the other night. Yeah, and there was a yeah. Uh, Randy Savage, Billy Jack Haynes match on so I don't know if you know this, my wife and I, my wife knows nothing about wrestling, I just forced her to be Miss Elizabeth once on Halloween while I was Randy Savage <laughs> and she's watching, she's like, oh, she's like, you should have shown this so I could have like, you know, really you know, honed in on my character work for it, we, we, I was like, eh, hey, well this wasn't on the network, I'm like, whatever, you know, I guess we could have done it and then I shit you not, 30 seconds later Bobby Heenan busts out, a woman's place is in the home
2: oh no <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, I, and i get the look and i say well <laughs> i'll finish this one up later
2: <laughs> so at the halloween party did you refuse to let any other man talk to her
1: i did actually i <laughs> i beat the crap out of uh top rope nation lister chad repack at that halloween <laughs> party he was de- he got shitty he was real hammered <laughs>
2: He was real hammered. Yeah, we're making remember Chad that? Top Rope Nation famous here. here we
3: go.
1: Yeah, remember that, Chad? I think you vomited. I think I gave you a bucket. You slept on our couch that <laughs> night.
3: Christ.
2: Sounds like the Hulk Hogan of the Mega Powers. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Kyle Ryan, it's been a unique show. Appreciate you coming on, man. It was, it was a lot of fun to have you on again.
0: Appreciate uh, it's you. always a blast coming on with you guys.
2: Thank you for your support, everything you're doing for us on social media. Like we said, the Pick'Em and the Facebook group. Really, really appreciate that. You've been one of our top supporters now for many years, so we will definitely be bringing you back on in the future. Justin Joint, take care. It's a snowstorm here in Iowa yet again as we Uh, record.
3: (laughs) Yeah, had to fucking remind me that I got to go shovel.
2: Yep. Oh, man. So anyways, it's going to be an interesting week, but we will be back Friday morning with a brand new show on your podcasting feeds and here on YouTube. So with that, follow the show. It's at top rope nation. We're on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group. As I mentioned, you can find me at Ryan Drosti. That's D R O S T E. Kyle Ross is at TRP. Kyle, Justin joint at Justin J O Y N T. And you can find Kyle Ryan at Kyle R four one three. Have a good week. Talk to you in a few days.
1: We love you, Germany.
3: Money I see, clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, clothes that I try, close your eyes, picture me rolling, sixes, money falling, bitches, honeys that swollen, the riches, knives get in ya, most critically acclaimed Pulitzer, prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator, my styles greater. model data